For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor... Would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and today we've got a special treat. Our guest is Anna Krantz, who is a up-and-coming professional musician who's in London, England. And I met Anna at a spiritual workshop in Dublin, Ireland, and I was so impressed with her talent and her music that I knew right away that I was going to have to have her on my show. If you'd like to call in and and ask Anna a question, call in to our guest line at 866-472-5787. Let me tell you a little bit about Anna before we get started. She's a captivating songwriter and powerful vocalist, and she's got an intuitive production sense and a natural ear for music. She's winning audiences internationally as a soulful singer-songwriter infused with a bold pop. It takes just a few notes to recognize the talent and undeniable commitment that Anna embodies, a well-rounded player who has accomplished on multiple levels of the music industry. She was born and raised in London, England, and she started playing music full-time at the age of early age of 18 and launching her career with Tony Moore and the Cashmere Club. An accomplished pianist and keyboardist, Anna is sought out by colleagues in the industry not only for her incredible voice and poignant, catchy songwriting, but also for her talent behind the piano. She had the privilege of recording one of her early albums with Peter Van Hook at the historic Abbey Road Studios. She later supported London's first pop idol, Will Young, on his UK arena tour, playing the coveted Wembley Arena. And in 2009, she signed to EMI Publishing, primarily as a songwriter for other artists. During her time with EMI, she wrote with and for many up-and-coming artists, including award-winning British singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran. She's also co-written with renowned songwriters Steve Booker and Judy Took. Additionally, Anna has recorded her original music with notable players such as Robbie McIntosh, Steve Pierce, and Neil Wilkinson. And she's no stranger to the stage. She's toured and gigged the London, Nashville, and New York music scenes. In London, she's dazzled audiences at the Enterprise, Barfly, Shepherd's Bush Empire, and the Wembley Arena. Upon arriving in New York, Kranz performed at the bitter end Rockwood Music Hall, The Living Room, and Cafe Vivaldi. 
In 2012, she won the hearts of New York fans supporting two sold-out Ed Sheeran shows at the Music Hall of Williamsburg and Irving Plaza right before the release of her Foundation EP. Foundation is a collection of songs rich with bold sound and passionate lyrics produced by Tomek Miranowski of Grand Street Recording and featuring the musical talents of Adam Criscow and Adam Levy. After being introduced to the Nashville scene in 2010, yes, that's Nashville, Tennessee, by dear friend and recording artist Lucy Silvis, Anna began to establish her musical roots in the city. Inspiring sessions with amazing songwriters such as Natalie Hemby and Barry Dean were just a few of the reasons Anna's heart is won by Nashville. And in 2013, she eventually relocated and made the city her new home. She quickly took to the Nashville stage, opening at the Bluebird Cafe for James McCartney, and can currently be found playing Music City staples such as The Basement and Third and Lindsay. Having spent a good portion of her youth messing around with music production in her home studio basement, Anna decided to take matters in her own hands with her newest work. Her latest collection of songs, recorded at Benfold Studio, marks her production debut. The four self-produced songs feature the impressive talent of Derek Wells, Fred Eltringham, and Rachel Loy, and were mixed by Grammy Award-winning engineer Richie Biggs. Her showcase, her music showcases a unique vocal command, relatable lyrics, eminent catchy hooks, and universal messages of love, friendship, and growth that will resonate with loyal fans on both sides of the pond. And I took the time to give you probably a longer introduction than most because Anna has done an amazing amount of work in a very short amount of time. She's an incredible talent, and we're really lucky to have her on the show. Welcome, Anna. Hi. Thank you so much. Well, when did you first know that you had a music career in you? Um, I first knew that the first time I met a piano, when I was eight years old, and um we were looking around, and my parents were sort of looking around a new house, and this house happened to have a grand piano in it. And while they were just sort of looking around, I sat down at the piano and started writing a song, which I just thought was normal. I thought that oh, that's what you do on, a, on, on an instrument. Um, and that's been it for me ever since. I've just, I knew that I'd be writing songs and singing them to people forever. Well, that's extraordinary. Could you give us some of your background and key experiences in your personal and professional development? How did you get to where you are now? Um, well, all throughout school, I, I took education quite lightly. I took it as something I had to do in between making music. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go to a really creative school that supported what I did a lot. Um, and they would put on these great concerts at the school. And I, you know, as I grew up, sort of, I just thought that those concerts were my concerts. <laughs> I didn't really, really have a concept that they really had anything to do with anyone else. They were just my concerts. And I wanted to involve as many people as possible. So I just used to live for those moments. And then later on, I was introduced to a theater company called the Chicken Shed Theater Company, which is a really beautiful and unique company here in London. Um, and I became very involved in that. And they, they 
really trained me. Um, I think my production skills have a lot to do with the training I had at Chicken Shed, where um, they put me sort of in charge of the, the youth band. So I was the musical director for the youth band, which was quite a hefty responsibility um, at around 16, 17 years old. Um, so I really learned how to arrange music and, and communicate music with people. Um, and then within that, I always had like a four-track or an eight-track in, in my bedroom or in the basement in our house, actually. I was always recording music in the basement and just listening to what are the drums doing, what's the bass doing, what are the guitars doing, and just trying to replicate those sounds. Um, and then when I was about 18, I was introduced to Tony Moore, who is a promoter of a really a few great singer-songwriter evenings. Um, like acoustic singer-songwriter evenings in London. Um, so the minute I left school, I, I just didn't do any further education. I just went straight onto the gigging circuit, continued to work with Chicken Shed and learn my skills there. Um, and really, I've, just, I've been gigging and networking and, and meeting ever since. Um, I eventually parted ways with Chicken Shed, but you know, I really feel that they're a, a huge part of my music and always will be. And I've just been on the sort of London circuit for a long time before I then moved to America. And that's and kind so of it go, in a nutshell, I think. So you go back and forth across the pond? Well, actually, as you were reading um, what you read, I realized that it needs updating because three months ago I moved back to London. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I do go back and forwards for sure, but I'm now very much based in London again. Okay, fair enough. How? Go ahead. No, I, I just laughed. Okay. How would you describe your music? You know, it's crazy. I, I need to know how to answer this question, but I, I think I'm just going to resign myself to the fact that I'm never going to be able to answer this question properly because I've been doing this forever and I'm asked this question all the time. For me... My music is it's a, an experience and a color and a feeling. Um, it's very hard for me to then put into words how it's then perceived by other people. But the recent description that I like the most, and I'm going to run with it, is it's a cross between Adele meets Joni Mitchell. And I like that. I'll take that. <laughs> that works Okay. For me. Well, tell us how you write or go about writing a song. Um, again, that's something that changes. It's, it's often a sense I have, a, a feeling comes over me, like I can feel a song coming. And, you know, this may, maybe this sounds cliched, but to me, I, I feel like I received the song. It doesn't feel like I'm writing it. Um, and the initial burst of inspiration is something that is very, very quick. And the bare bones usually the chorus actually and certainly the hook and the title are written very quickly in the space of 10 minutes um, and then the rest of it is just craft where, where my brain then is engaged and I just craft the song based on what I like the sound of and what I know about songwriting but it's the initial inspired hit that I get is, is definitely something I receive and that the receiving of that can come in all different ways and different forms it is ever-changing, which is good because it keeps it exciting for me. Fantastic. Well, 
I want to tell everybody that we're very lucky today and that we're going to be able to listen to two of Anna's songs that she's graciously let us play on the air. And the first one, which we're going to hear in a couple of minutes, is called Foundation. So could you tell us a little bit of that about that song? And that's about also Foundation. the name of your album. Yeah, that's also the name of your album, as I, I believe. Yeah, so I'm actually about to release a new album that might include this song as well, but my last EP was called Foundation. Um, I wrote Foundation on 10th Street in Manhattan. Um, and for me, it was, it was it's probably my most personal song that I've written to date. Um, and actually, for me, it was just like self-therapy. It wasn't a song I ever, ever intended anybody else to ever listen to. It was something I was just doing to, instead of journaling, it was like a musical journal. And um, a friend of mine, a girl that I was sort of working with at the time, she was just flicking through my notes on my phone and she just heard a snippet of this. And I quickly grabbed the phone off her. I was like, no, you can't listen to that. And she said, well, that's already made me cry and I've only heard the first two lines, so what, what is it? Um, and I hadn't finished it because it wasn't a song at the time. Um, so she encouraged me to finish this song and, and it seems to get quite an emotional response from a lot of people. For me, it's really about the perception I got when I crossed the pond. You know, I'd moved away from a very familiar home life where I was very sort of comfortable but I had stuff that I, I needed to sort of work through that I think sometimes we can only do when we get put, uh, what's the word, perspective. Um, right. And so, for me, this song was really about breaking down shells and, and walls that I put around myself as a form of protection. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. And you're playing the musical instruments on this song, right? Uh, I'm playing the piano on this recording that you're... Okay. Yeah. Okay. How many musical instruments do you play? Um... I have to get comfortable in saying that I now play guitar, but the guitar is something um, I didn't pick up until I first went to Nashville, which was five years ago. Someone started to show me a few tricks. Um, so I still, I still think I'm faking it, but I do actually play the guitar. Piano is my first instrument. Um, and in my head, I'm one of the best drummers on the planet, but I can't <laughs> play the drums at all. <laughs> I know how they should sound. And I'm very hard on drummers because I believe that I could play it better than them if I could actually play the thing, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd say I played, you know, fairly well two instruments. Is there anything in particular uh, the listeners should listen to while they're listening to this song to make it more effective for them? Hmm. Anything they should meditate think. on? Uh, hmm. That's such a lovely question. I was getting the um, the image of... I was having this conversation with someone earlier, actually, of a rose opening. So a rose goes from a rosebud to a full, opened, petaled flower. And I'd say sit with that. Okay. Well, I believe our engineer is queuing up the song. So whenever you're ready...
when it's all a mess and life is nothing special special you fear you're powerless waiting for something special special you don't see you like I see you
Well, the first thing I'd like to say is that obviously we're live because that was not foundation. That was another song <laughs> <laughs> that, that I, actually, I actually liked a lot. It's called Stardust. And I just want to tell you a story about that song. And that is when we were at this spiritual workshop in Dublin, Ireland, we were all sitting down at the cafe and I, I start hearing somebody playing a piano. And I had not met Anna yet, and the uh, music was just so incredible, and it, you know, it really was emotional, and it was like draw it draws you into the song. And so I went over there, and, and uh, somebody told me who was playing the piano, and I found out it was actually somebody at the workshop. So, the first of all, I'd you know, for the confusion, I'd certainly take responsibility for that. But actually, I'm sure it's divinely guided, because that is actually one of the more emotional songs that that I love off of uh, off your pen. And and quite frankly, she had written that song, I think, not too long before the workshop. Isn't that correct, Anna? You were written I had, it. At I Creek. actually wrote it. I wrote it at Creekan in, in Dublin, the Creekan Wellness Center, um, and it was kind of delivered at 4 a.m. And, you know, that is definitely the clearest example I have of a song being sort of guided through me. I really feel I had very little to do with the writing of it. Um, I know that my teacher would then say, and you had everything to do with the writing of it, so I suppose yeah. both. Um but yeah, the crazy thing, you talk about divine intervention, um, the example I was giving about the bud of a rose, the, the conversation I was having with a friend earlier was all about manifestation and how I was, I was saying that I woke up again this morning at four o'clock in the morning with this understanding or this concept that the opening of a rose is the same process as manifestation um, in that a rose and conceive of what it already is and then becomes it. And right. when, I, when I said, you know, meditate on the opening of a rose, I just thought in my head, that doesn't really go with foundation. It actually goes with stardust a lot more. And then you play <laughs> stardust, so it's perfect. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't as big of a uh, learning lesson as I thought. But it's, hmm. uh, you know, it's truly uh, one of the things that, Actually, it is fortuitous that we played Stardust because I wanted to ask you how much of your spiritual practice shows up in your music writing? Um, a lot more now. Well, I'm going to rephrase that. A lot more now that I'm aware of. I think, I think creativity is a spiritual practice in itself anyway. Um, I think I'm just aware of it now. Um, but certainly lyrically, my lyrics seem to have changed slightly at the moment to a more sort of universal message of, of some kind, or at least a universal connection. Right. What do you like about Stardust? Mm. What do I like about Stardust? It's... I, it's I'm most proud. Actually, the two songs that you've chosen today are the two songs that so far in my career I'm the most proud of. Um, for me, Stardust has a, there's a childlike element throughout. It's got a Disney kind of feel about it, and I'm a 
huge, huge Disney fan, like a crazy Disney fan. Um, and what I love about Disney is it reminds me to always create and play like a child, which for me is something I have to be reminded of. And so I remind myself with, with Disney. And I think Stardust yeah. captures that. Um, and when I hear it, I'm reminded of the same childlike message. What is your understanding of Stardust? What is the message that you want people to take from Stardust? Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't want anything specifically. All I ever want from a song, from the listener's point of view, is for them to receive whatever it is that they would like to receive from it. I think once I've written it, it's no longer my place to decide how it's received in any way. Well, one thing I can certainly recommend to people, I, I, when she first played that for us at that workshop, I asked her to send me a copy of it, and she, she was very generous, and she did. And I put it on um, repeat on my music player on my laptop and, and just listened to it over and over and over again. And I almost got into it. Well, I did get into a very deep, meditative state in that it is all about allowing and uh, just allowing yourself to become whatever whatever magic can create. So it was, uh, you know, I had a very special affinity with the song and and as I think about it, it's, it's like it wraps up all those things. Like you said, it's it's about magic, it's about innocence, it's about um, being who you are meant to be. So that's a very, very uh, wonderful song. Well, thank you very much. And you mentioned that you're working on another album? Yes, yeah, so Stardust is going on my, my next album. Um, the album's pretty much finished. I think I have... I, I thought I finished it last week and have since written two more songs that I now want to put on it so um, I'm going to put a stop at it at these last two songs um, and then it's good to go we're actually about to release a song in the next couple of months here in the UK um, and then the second single uh, early next year and then looking to release the album towards the middle or the end of next year and do you have a name for the album so we'll know what to look for you know, I don't yet. Um, I'm leaning towards Stardust as I'm sitting here, but no, I, so far there is no official name for this album yet. Okay. Well, I'm sure it will be filled with amazing songs. Uh, okay, you. we're coming up to the end of this segment and wanted to give everybody a chance to uh, go to your website, which is www.annacrantz.com where you can find out everything about Anna and her music and uh, you can also get her uh, album off of I know iTunes has got it in their library where else can they get it is it just from iTunes or the other places at they the can moment get yeah my, my last EP is available at the moment only on iTunes okay yeah. 
Well, it's, it's got a lot of really great songs, including Foundation, which you can listen to. Um, but Stardust and the song we're going to hear in a few minutes on the second segment, uh, Connection, is will be on the next album, I assume. Correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. And if anybody has any questions, don't forget to call in to 866-472-5787. This is Get Real Radio. We're going to take a break. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we're talking to Anna Krantz. We'll be back shortly. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show The Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on Earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and our guest today is Anna Krantz, who's a very up-and-coming and successful musician in London. She did, uh, as I said at the first, she did live in Nashville for a while, and I wanted to ask her what her impressions were, what drew her to Nashville, because I can't imagine 
two more diverse musical genres than Nashville and London, England. So fill us in about your experience with Nashville, Anna, please. Um, well, I was introduced to it. I was actually reluctant to go at first because I'd heard a lot about it, and I, was, I think I felt actually intimidated by um, the amount of enthusiasm about this place and the high standard that people kept saying it was full of. Um, but eventually, one of my best friends, Lucy Silvers, um, she'd fallen in love with Nashville about, I think, maybe two years before I, I went, and she kept saying, you've got to come, you've got to come. So eventually, I visited. Um, within within an hour, I, I reckon, I, I heard some of the greatest music, live music I'd ever heard. And, and this suddenly became a common theme that wherever you go, you sort of turn a corner, and you hear music that's just... It's insane, the standard of, of everything. Um, and surprisingly and excitingly, my experience wasn't to be intimidated. It was just to kind of raise my game. I suddenly thought, okay, well, get practicing, you know, get better. Um, and everyone is extremely welcoming. There's a very sort of southern hospitality vibe that runs throughout the whole city. And everyone's very supportive and encouraging and unlike any other music scene I've ever come across, um, you know, having lived in London and New York and seen other scenes um, around England, Nashville genuinely has a sense of we're all in this together. Let's raise each other up. And that was just, that's just an incredible, incredible environment to be involved in. Well, it's, it's, uh, or at least for me, it's unusual to talk to somebody that's been so many venues in such a short amount of time. What's it like to play in London and New York and Nashville? I'm sure it must be um, very exciting. Yeah, it's extremely exciting. Every new venue has um, there's something exciting about that because the environment is unfamiliar. And that's always exciting, I think, as an artist to be stretched out of any familiar zone or any comfort zone is always vital, actually, and always exciting. Um, and there's, there's definitely different types of audiences. A New York audience is different from a Nashville audience. Um, a Nashville audience, I think the first thing is you're aware that most of the people in the room are going to be able to do what you're doing extremely well. Um, you can certainly play your instrument better than you can, <laughs> a lot of them. Um, and, you know, in New York, there's a slight element of prove it. You think you're good, then prove it. There's that kind of undercurrent. And in London, it's more of a, we'd like to be entertained, please. Um, and I like all of those environments. They serve different purposes for me. I find them all very exciting. What is the most fun part of your life? Oh, love that question. Because now I just have to think about what's fun about life. Um, I, I, I definitely say being in the studio creating sounds is, is up there with one of the best parts of my life. I think creating is the most fun. Um, closely followed by when I'm on stage singing. Um, 
there's a zone. Well, first of all, sharing. You know, singing to an audience is a sharing experience, and that's fun. Very fun. Um, but there's a zone that, that I can get into where I suddenly feel like I'm creating on stage. So I think the theme is, for me, cre- creativity is the most fun aspect of my life. Well, I know that a lot of us who are not musicians would probably covet your ability. When you go up on stage, what is it like to get up on stage in front of a large audience? Um, the I find the bigger the audience, so far I've found that the bigger the audience, the the more relaxed I feel because it, it's less intimate. Um, but there's something, you know, with it, when it's a small audience in a room, especially if you don't need a microphone, that's also extremely exciting. Um, I don't know, different audiences do different things. Different sized audiences um, mm-hmm. evoke different things. But for me, it's always just really, really exciting. I kind of want to run onto the stage. That's always my feeling. Just just before I go on, I'm like, okay, now, 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 get me on, get me on, I want to go. It's fun. That sounds exciting. Okay, well, we've got a few more minutes before we play our second song, but I wanted to talk to you about it because uh, the name of this song is Connected. And so tell us a little bit about the genesis of this song. Um, there's an incredible songwriter called Travis Meadows. If you haven't heard of Travis Meadows, I really urge you to buy his music, which I think is also on iTunes. Um, he's a Nashville-based songwriter, and I kind of, I've hung out with him a few times, and I think he and I actually wrote once with Lucy a few years back. But I'd always really wanted to write a song for myself to sing with him for a long time. And I, straight after you and I met, James, at the um, workshop in Ireland, I went straight off to a songwriting retreat in Glastonbury. It's called the Chris Difford Songwriting Retreat. And they had brought people in from Nashville, from New York, and from the UK, um, sort of 20 songwriters together for a week, and you kind of swap who you write with every day. And one morning, I see that I'm, I'm writing with Travis Meadows um, and another guy called Gary Clark, who's also a fantastic songwriter. Um, but it amused me that, you know, it took moving back to the UK to finally get in a room with this guy from Nashville that I'd wanted to write with. <laughs> yeah, that um, is funny. And that morning, I'd actually... Um, it was the last day of the retreat, and I think everyone was quite tired um, and quite, you know, we sort of exhausted ourselves from overexcitement and, and lots and lots and lots of creativity. And I thought, you know, today is going to go one of two ways. It can either become a day where we just kind of slack off and maybe just sunbathe, or we can really give it everything and just and create something incredible. So I thought, well, I'll choose that. I'll choose the second one. And so I concentrated, I, I did a meditation actually before the session and, and focused on writing a song that connects everybody that hears it to each other and, and creates a sense of connection. Um, and I, you know, I turned up to the session and very quickly this song Connected was written with Travis Meadows and Gary Clark and um, I'm, I'm really honored to, be, to have anything to do with this song. That's how I feel about it. 
Well, I've heard the song, obviously, and it's uh, what it reminds me of is the notion that, you know, we're all one, that we're all connected to each other. What one person does is, is you know, has an effect on other people, and we, we don't live in a vacuum, and we do what we do matters, and, you know, and it matters to other people as well. So... You know, one of the things, especially the title connected, is uh, something that, you know, is near and dear to my heart, which is the idea that we're not separate atoms bouncing off of each other. We actually do have a impact on the world. And we, you know, the only question is, what is it? Hmm. I love that. So, um, when people listen to this song, and we do have it right, I did check with our producer, we will be playing the song <laughs> Connected this time. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, sometimes I get humbled very quickly, but it's like, one of the things that I love about this song is that you're instantly drawn into it. Um, I love the intro, I love the melody, it's it's really good, and and the fact that it was done in a creative workshop makes even more sense. Is there anything that, like I asked before, is there anything that we should visualize or think about while we listen to this song? Um, no, what I'd like to share actually about this song is before we recorded it, we recorded it at a studio called British Grove Studio, which is actually Mark Knopfler's studio in the UK. So it's just, it's like a playground for musicians, the most incredible environment. Um, and I had bought a Tibetan singing bowl in the key of the song. Uh, the song's in C, and I bought this bowl. And my intention was initially to have the bowl as sort of an undercurrent that runs throughout the song. Um, but when I got there, I realized that I didn't necessarily need to have the bowl in the song, but I wanted to set the tone in the room, to get the vibration of, of this bowl. So... I stood in the room for four minutes and just played this singing bowl and let it just ring for four minutes um, before we started recording the song. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to just share that while you're listening to the song. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and cue up the song, Matt, and let people listen to it. Every soldier looks like a soldier when he's holding a gun. Every man looks like a father when he's holding his son. We're all reaching for a reason to believe in tomorrow when the day is done. On this big blue ball we call our home, there are those that go. There's a hungry hole in every heart Needs to feel love, feel love, feel love And the light always outshines the darkness Right when you least expect it We are all, we are all, we are all connected Every lover needs another 
just to feel complete Every child needs a mother To rock them safe to sleep We're all reaching, reaching for the heaven in the middle Where all our hands can meet On this big blue ball we call our home There are those who go That's an awesome song. I know you must. Thank you. Really, really like that. Is that you playing the guitar? That's not actually. That's um, (laughs) no. I I got two two friends and great musicians in to come and play on that one, on guitar. Well, let me ask you. How how does your family feel about your success as a musician? Um. You know, I, I, I'm going to have to ask them. The impression I get is they're very proud, extremely, extremely supportive. Um, I couldn't be any... They can be more supportive if they tried, which is fantastic. Um, and I feel very lucky to have the family I have to sort of allow me the space and encouragement to do what I do. Um, yeah, what would you? <laughs> what would you advice would you give anybody that wants to do what you do? Um, the advice I would give today would be that it's a numbers game, that you just don't stop. If it's something that you know it is your nature to do this, um, and that's something you just know, then you just keep going until eventually all the numbers line up and, and you're away. So just keep going is my advice. What have you got on the drawing board? Um, just getting ready to release the first couple of singles and then build up to this album launch. Um, so hopefully, well, yeah, definitely extremely busy uh, few months coming up, which I'm really excited about. Have you got any uh, concerts planned? 
Um, at this stage, we I have a team that I'm working with, and we're sort of strategizing where and when to play. So that's all being drawn up, but there's nothing that I can officially announce yet, but um, very soon, just to sort of keep updated. And I will be playing um, in New York and, and Nashville and different parts of America, as well as the UK. Um, the best place to stay updated is either through my website or on Facebook, which is forward slash Anna Krantz Music. Okay. When you go to write a song, do you do any spiritual practice or meditation or anything that helps bring in the inspiration? Um, Connected was the first time I experienced myself kind of what felt like manifesting a song. Um, I've never done that before. Uh, you know, it's such a meditative experience anyway. And it is such a spiritual experience that, no, so far I haven't... Um, I think it just is that for me. But now that you've said it, I'm thinking about it and maybe that's what I'll do the next time I write a song because I will sit and meditate <laughs> beforehand. In fact, that is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so thank you for okay. that. Okay. Well, I, no need to put my name on the album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no need to give you half. Right, right. <laughs> what uh, What's it like working with people like the artists and professionals that you've worked with? I mean, everyone everyone is different, so it's always a different experience. Um, well, like Ed Sheeran, for example. Oh, I mean, Ed's amazing. I met Ed just before he blew up. And there was just no question that that's where he was headed. I mean, he was just this superstar presence and just such a normal, humble guy at the same time. He was a teenager when I met him. Um, and, you know, I've since opened for him a couple of times in New York and sort of every now and then see him. And he's just he's the same guy, just has a very strong sense of who he is. He makes it very clear to everyone that he is who he is, and yet he's extremely, you know, self-aware, but also aware of his environment and of very sensitive, very highly sensitive guy. Um, I find him very, very, very inspiring. And I think uh, collaboration in general is really important. It's an important part of being an artist. The more people we collaborate with, the more elements of ourself we get to meet and experience and then share. What's it like working with Natalie Hemby and Barry Dean? Uh, Natalie is a genius. Um, her career has actually gone sort of up 20 notches in the last couple of years. She's, she's definitely one of the top songwriters in Nashville, which in a way is kind of one of the top songwriters in America at the moment. Um, she's had lots and lots of little big town hits and... Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the names of who was many hits over and over again. Um, for me, writing with Natalie was, it was just so much fun. She's a very fun, very funny, witty person, very quick. And her brain is just crazy sharp. You know, you'll start speaking and she'll just say these lyrics that are just amazing and, and just such a creative brain. Um, and then on top of that, she's one of the best singers I've ever met. You know, she's very behind the scenes. And she's got this gorgeous voice that just moves you to tears every time. Um, 
she's just an all-round legend, in my opinion. Well, that must be really uh, inspirational to be able to work with people like that. Yeah, it's humbling, very... Okay, well, we're coming to an end and want to thank you, Anna, for sharing your music and your experiences and your life with us. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we sign off? Just, I'd just like to thank you, James, for having me. Um, it was a real pleasure meeting you in Ireland. And, um, you know, I just think what you do is fantastic and you really have a sense of community, and I love that. Um, and so thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. Oh, you're more than welcome. I mean, your music is very inspiring. It's very uh, heart-opening, and I just can't wait to your next album. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, that's all the time for this show. Uh, want to invite everybody back next week. This is Get Real Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm James Robinson, and our guest today was Anna Krantz. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.